Welcome, survivors of the apocalypse. You've made it to the Zcast. We're glad you made it here safely. On this episode, we'll be discussing Season 1, Episode 1, Puppies and Kittens. I am Brad, and joining me on this adventure through Z Nation are my great friends... Susan. And Rhiannon. How y'all doing? Glad to be back. <laughs> well, we meant to actually record this like last week, but I had the zombie virus and it didn't work. You can, Good to see that you're still hanging in you there. You can kind now. of still hear it in there a little bit. It's all gravelly. I guess Murphy paid you a visit and you're okay yeah, now. Yeah. So. <laughs> Did he spit in your coffee? I am one with the one-eyed king of the damned. <laughs> awesome. So if y'all love zombies and like what we're doing here, go ahead and drop us a five-star review on whatever pod-catching program you're using. Those reviews not only help us get noticed, but help get the show out there as well. The more people who know about Z Nation, the better. And we want to hear from you. What did you think of the latest episode or the episodes that we're going to be covering? Uh, do you have a zombie-related question or comment? Drop us a voicemail, 470-30-ZCAST. That's 470-309-2278. Or go to the website, znationpodcast.com, and click on Leave the Podcast a Voicemail. On the right side, hit Record and Send when you're done. Send us Z-mail at znationpodcast at gmail.com. And follow us on Twitter at ZCastFans for ZNation news and discussion on the Facebook group at uh, facebook.com slash groups slash ZNationPodcast. And tonight's episode synopsis is in this episode, the cast of Z Nation slowly forms into a cohesive group and embarks on a mission that might save humanity. The only problem is they have to travel across a zombie infested United States to deliver the man who might hold the cure in his veins to a top secret government facility. Luckily, they have a guide in the sky and the last survivor, survivor of an NSA spy post. All right, and since we uh, started the podcast on season episode seven, right? Yes, or six episode six seven. or seven, we just figured we'd we'd start over at the beginning again because we missed it. Mm-hmm. And the DVDs did come out yes um, on the tenth Tuesday mm-hmm. on Tuesday on February tenth, and you got those right, Susan? I did, I did, and it's it's uh, there are a few extras on there. There's uh, a casting. Uh, extra and they're showing uh, a few of the the zombie extra auditions and they talk to some of the cast members about how they got on the show there's another one uh, another short about 10 minutes long uh, about shooting z nation another one on visual effects uh, and showed how the the z nato was done uh, another one on practical effects and makeup another one on the music and then of course a kill reel and a gag reel so awesome yeah, it's kind of cool. And it's also out there on Netflix, by the way. Yeah. Where you can find it. It's been out there for a little while. That's where I've kind of been watching it. It's a lot of fun. I need to get the DVDs, but I just <laughs> haven't got out there to get them yet. Because you've well, had the zombie plague. Because I have had the zombie plague <laughs> for literally like three weeks now. It's been really killing me. So. 
Yeah. It has not been fun. I was supposed to be training for zombie runs this season, but I haven't done that yet. It's really, yeah. Well, apparently they caught you and affected you already, so. Yes, they have. So you'll have to be a zombie in one of the zombie runs. Uh, we'll see how that works out. I got, <laughs> well, we haven't signed up for much this year. We have one that we're signed up for. We're doing the Warrior Dash in June, which will be interesting. And when I get zombie runs that come up, I'll let y'all know about that. Very cool. Let's see. What else do we have? Uh, oh, speaking of this, we'll, we'll do a little promotional thing right now. How's that work for you? Before, And then we're going to jump into, we got some emails we'll talk about, and then we're going to jump in and just kind of review some of the highlights of the first episode. But I have another podcast that I do called Sci-Fi Rewind, and I do that with my friend Court, and we go over a bunch of sci-fi shows and movies coming out in news. We usually put it out weekly, except for last week because I couldn't talk. You can, you can find that Aww. it's uh, sci-fi. He was just moaning and groaning and grunting. I said, if you ever listen to the song uh, by Yellow, oh yeah, <laughs> that was me. <laughs> oh yeah, I was literally horrible, and I couldn't talk for that long either. So if you're interested in a sci-fi sh- in a sci-fi podcast like that, you can find us at SciFiRewind dot com. That's S C I F Y rewind.com because we talk about stuff on sci-fi channel as well so go check us out there and rihanna do you have some info for us too i do i'm very excited um my newest book dead spots came out um february 10th the same day as z nation yay um it's available in ebook right now um you can find it on online retailers um it's it's not out on paperback there was actually a production issue that um, my publisher tour let me know about uh there was a problem with the book so uh, there was a delay in printing the books uh but the books have now been printed and shipped and they should be in your local bookstores on february February 24th. So I have actually two release dates. It's kind of strange. Ebook on February 10th and the paperback comes out February 24th. And I just got word that the books will be available in ebook and overseas in the UK and Australia and New Zealand. So that's really cool. So again, Dead Spots, it's a supernatural horror. It's kind of in the vein of uh, like Silent Hill. It's um, about a woman who... um, um, stumbles through a doorway between our world and the world of dreams and nightmares. So it's it's very surreal and and strange and bizarre. So cool. if you're interested in that kind of thing, check out Dead Spots by Rian and Freighter. All right, cool. cool. Very cool. Susan, what you got for us? Well, I also have another podcast called Geek Girl Soup. You guys and... are just cheating on me left and right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. You should start up another podcast. (laughs) And we we recently did a couple episodes on the show Black Mirror, which you can watch on Netflix. And also on um, the first couple episodes of Better Call Saul. We talked about those this week. And then coming up, we'll be talking about um, The Walking Dead and Game of Thrones and the Academy Awards. And our guest on... A few of these podcasts is going to be someone who's been a guest on this podcast, and that is Eric C. Anderson. All right, and so uh, we'll have he's Eric. cheating on everybody too. On <laughs> I know he he is, he, but he's a he's he's a geek too, though. I mean, he may yeah. be an editor for Z Nation, but he definitely he's a fanboy too. We'll have him he's, on he's here for episode guest. six when we do that. 
Oh, that's right. He yeah. did you know? Oh, it's so cool because our Facebook page is growing and evolving as more and more people are discovering the show because of marathons on sci-fi, the DVDs coming out, and then them being on Netflix. But we actually have one of the zombies on our page. We actually have a couple of the zombies on our page. We should totally do a zombie podcast where we have them on talking about what they did zombie extras yeah and zombie extras yeah. how they do it how long it takes to get the makeup on their funny stories we should totally do that oh uh, yeah i agree with that that'd be a good idea we'll have to jump on a couple of the people here um i can't remember names right off the bat No, i can't either i'm terrible with names though what's your name again <laughs> um <laughs> yes <laughs> yes oh wait oh yeah i would like to see if i can pull it up here i'll i will try and see if i can find it but one of the guys that we have on the podcast, um, on the Facebook page, was a. He was the zombie that Ten K shot for the first time in episode one, and then he was also the stoner zombie that was in the uh, air vent with Doc. Let's see. But, you know, when you discover a good zombie, I bet you just don't really want to go looking far because they're so convincing. I I heard they recycle zombies on The Walking Dead, too, because you just swap out the makeup, the wig. Well, no one will ever know. Yeah. No, I mean, because they can look completely different. Yeah. Christopher Miller. He was the one. Uh, He was he was the one that got taken out first. uh, And it was also in the air shaft with Doc. And I think he was in somewhere else, but I'm not really sure. We should totally do a zombie podcast. There's yeah, we we have a couple of them out there that are out. There. Yeah, we should totally do that one day. I mm-hmm. like that idea. Maybe next time we'll grab some people and snag them in here. <laughs> we can't have all the famous people up with her. You know, we need some of the some of the bones of the show, the zombies of yeah. And Sarah the Pie Girl. I uh, yes, I am. Totally down for her comeback next season. <laughs> I am totally behind the baby blueberry. <laughs> yes. The Z baby. Yes, I am totally with that. Murfette. Murfette, awesome. and the, yes. Because everybody likes pie. Okay, we did get some uh, emails in also. <laughs> So as I'll, uh, yeah, I'll, yeah, as we ramble, we, you can tell we haven't done this since December, so we're just getting to talking how. and stuff. <laughs> I so know we're all things. like recovering and stuff. What? It's February. When did that happen? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So we got an email in from Mary Ann, and she said, "I think the main issue with episode one is what killed the baby. I think it was explained that he was weak and left exposed for God knows how many days, but others feel that the baby we saw was healthy and moved a lot. So, any thoughts on that one?" I have my whole entire theory on it, but I'll let y'all go first. Okay. Okay. I was, I watched it again today and, and I thought maybe, you know, when, um, what's his name? <laughs> I'm terrible. Hammond. Kill me now. Gar- Garnett. Garnett. Was, uh, was killing all those zombies who were coming in the garage or wherever they mm-hmm. were that maybe some blood got into the baby's mouth and he died. Okay. He got infected and died from that. I have no idea. Just a theory. My theory is that he died of dehydration, that he was probably there for three days plus and he didn't have any water. And 
and they do say he doesn't look really good. And if you've ever been around a child that age, trying to apply makeup and special effect makeup to that little of a child would be not very easy. Mm-hmm. And so I think they did their best with um, – you know, by by having commentary, oh, he's so, you know, he doesn't look really well. How long was he there? You know, they're like, I think they're trying through dialogue to project that this baby had been in the, the car for a long time. So um, I think he died of exposure and dehydration and, and, and maybe he got blood in his mouth. But I think he was on the verge of turning. That might be another reason why he was crying so much, too. Maybe because he, he was already transforming. Well, mm-hmm. you, you go with the fact that Cassandra was already there for a couple days, right? Mm-hmm. And she was in the cage. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we ever found out why she got put in the cage. No, that's still a mystery. We still don't know that. But she was in there for a couple days, enough for her to calm down. The baby was in the back of the car. And so if you figure about a day at least, even though the baby should still get eaten because he was crying, but you figure he was out there for a day in the hot sun, you know, babies in cars and hot sun is not a good thing. Mm-mm. So when they found him, he was crying all the time. In the scene where right before Garnett started having to fight the zombies, he was talking about the kid was, the kid, uh, he didn't say that, but if you, when you're watching that thing, he doesn't cry for a couple of those scenes towards the end. And then mm-hmm. after Garnett got done fighting and killing all of them, he was talking to, um, Warren and said, oh, he's finally calmed down and not crying anymore. So they mentioned the kid's not crying. So this is the point where I'm like, yeah, he's already kind of died at this mm-hmm. point, And you just haven't noticed because everything else is going on. Right. Yeah. And so since the baby is smaller, the baby turns faster than like a normal person was. Cause there's, you know, less, you don't have to go around as much. So that's how the baby turns faster. That's my theory. You know, what's interesting is how many people, like me personally, when they were willing to make a baby zombie, that's when I was completely on board. That's when Mm -hmm. I punched my ticket and I took my seat. (laughs) And it's funny because there were people who were like, I'm not watching this show. They turned a, that was stupid, a baby zombie. And I'm thinking, but come on, if there's this apocalypse, you would have bands of little toddlers from daycare (laughs) hunting you relentlessly and and toddlers are biters when they're not zombies and and, and, that's that's the been around a baby these things have the grip of death i mean i still remember i was leaning over my my nephew he's now 19 years old but at the time he was like eight eight, seven months old. And I was leaning over him in his crib and I have long curly hair and he, and I didn't realize he had taken a hold of my hair. So when I stood up abruptly, he came with me. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> They have a grip, you know, and uh, they pinch hard too, yes. but they're biters at that age. They're biters. Anyway, you don't need to have the zombie right. virus. So put I mean, everything in their mouth. <laughs> I know. So, so to me, frankly, and if you've read the first days of As the World Dies, my zombie trilogy, you will know that I kill children. But zombie toddlers would be my fear. Well, they had that in the in the beginning of uh, Zombieland, even. The soccer bomb with all the kids. <laughs> and they all yeah. turn and they're chasing her and they're climbing all over the minivan. Kids are evil when they're dead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and zombie toddlers make sense to me. It, and, and it terrifies me, too. Yeah, and I guess with just for the practical reasons of 
kid actors and all of that, that's the only reason that we don't see more of them on Z Nation and The Walking Dead. There is actually a, a book that I'm cur- currently actually holding at the moment. It is a, a graphic novel that I picked up on Amazon. It's called The Rage by Pierre Bosnieri and Mal. I, I don't know how to say it. Malo Kerfen. I don't know. I can't say it. Just look up The Rage Zombie Nation. Ju- we zombie apologize journey. now to the authors for the mangling of your name. <laughs> for the mangling of Brad not being able to say. We barely say our own names. Yes. <laughs> but anyhow, it's a graphic novel. So to look it up. It's on on. Amazon. It's called The Rage of Zombie Generation. And it's all about kids. So the in this story, the pandemic sweeps through the world and it only affects children. Uh. And so they have to put these kids on their all zombie children and they turn to a certain age. I'm not going to spoil the whole thing. Don't, no, don't but spoil it's something. really good because you know, you have a nation of, of a world of people who if you have a kid, you have a 95% chance that it will try to kill you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it was like in one of the scenes, it has all these ar- the army people like shooting at children running after them. And, are, you know, the moral dilemmas that they're all having at that moment in time. Children will kill you. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I wrote another book. Um, I actually wrote it for 10 and up. But a savvier kid, could, like a lower age kid, could read it if they're already into like you know zombie shows like Z Nation and The Walking Dead. But um, it's called um, The Living Dead Boy, and it has there's a scene at the school where the zombie infestation hits and and people are starting to transform, including kids. So I mean, I, I the fact that this show was criticized for going to where the the, the place where my brain has gone multiple times, which is zombie baby, zombie toddler. I was really surprised that people got really upset about it or thought it was stupid and cheesy. That's actually what sold me on the show. So yeah, kudos I to also them. loved it. Yeah. <laughs> I've, written, I've written about zombie kids. They're going to happen. They're out there. And they're scary. Yes. Mm-hmm. They're little and you don't see them until they're on you. Exactly. Like zombie cats. Exactly. Right. Or squirrels. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We only talk about the zombie squirrels. They're so horrible. Mm-hmm. I did want to point out one thing, though, that I also thought, because we've noticed that they do little tributes to other zombie shows and books and movies. I thought this is kind of a nod and a wink to the Dawn of the Dead remake with the zombie baby. So, Yeah. And, and if I remember right, there were zombie kids in, in, that, in the beginning of that movie also. Yeah. The little girl. Oh, yo, I forgot about the little girl. Vivian, oh. with her, like, her mouth all torn off. Ugh. She was horrible. Oh, that was terrifying. Yeah. Yes. Okay, well, I think that answers our question about the zombie baby. Yeah. <laughs> Other than it was in the script. Yes. <laughs> it was in the script. I, yeah, I don't have a... I, I just think the kid was... For all we know, the kid picked up the zombie finger and was gnawing on it. Yeah. And that's yeah. how he got... We, we just didn't see that part. Okay. So who wants to read the next email? I will. It's from Jordan. Hey, Zcasters. So excited that you guys are going back and covering the first half of the season. After hearing your interview with Keith Allen, when I I rewatched episode one, I had a lot more compassion for Murphy's being forced into this situation and being blamed for the death of good men on this mission, especially knowing he was in jail for a petty white collar crime. I still think that that's up in the air though, because he could be lying, but then again, who knows? Yeah. 
I, yeah, maybe we'll find out in season two. He's a serial killer. No, I'm joking. I don't uh, have an idea. <laughs> the same goes for Cassandra. When I first watched, I, I was anxious about how she ended up in the cage, etc. Now I have much more compassion for her. Of course, in real time, people can't really afford to have their guard down. Z Nation does an excellent job throwing us into the chaos with fast-paced action, and it led me to cling to the strong man, Hammond, Damon Pope for the SOA fans, and Augustus Hill for Oz fans like me. Uh, how could Hammond ever know how wrong he was about Murphy and about the mission when engulfed in years-long survival mode on a mission with little direction or contact? Great point about people's perceptions in stress versus peace. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I agree. Because, I mean, they're just trying to survive. I mean, it's not like, you know, all the... We don't have to worry about surviving now. (laughs) And they talk about the the black summer where there was like no food or there was some kind Mm -hmm. of a drought or something. So they've gone through some really rough times. I'm really hoping we get... I, I, I believe... Somebody said this last time. I think it was uh, uh I think it was Jody that said that, uh, that we may get more on the Black Summer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And hear a little bit more about that. Well, it took a long time. You think about it, it took Hammond and Murphy a long time to get from where they started off at the beginning of episode one to a year later. They haven't really progressed that far. But my impression is they may have had to fight their way piece by piece. Mm-hmm. you know, foot by foot out of a city. And I don't even want to think about what that would be mm-hmm. like, you know. So yeah. you had Hammond running around going, Murphy! Yeah. Doing his Walt impersonation? No? Yeah. yeah. Walt! <laughs> Murphy! Murphy! Oh gosh. No. <sighs> oh, no. Your lost fandom is showing there, dear. Yeah. <laughs> rode a polar bear out. I did really like I did really like the fact though that they they had Hammond bite it at, at the end of the episode because he he was the biggest name in the cast. Uh he's well known for being on Oz and Lost, you know, people thought he was the new lead. They gave no indication they were going to off him. And if you and if I don't know how many people have heard about this, but originally Lost was going to kill Jack off in the first episode that they were going to build up the character of Jack as the big male lead and then they were going to kill him and they were going to hire a popular actor they they'd even thought of like hiring michael keaton you know like somebody with a name and then killing him at the end of the episode for the shock factor so when they killed him and i thought oh they took that page from lost <laughs> but lost actually didn't do it so kudos to z nation i think what he killed him is when i was seeing previews for uh um constantine coming on and i'm like oh. how's he got, how's that gonna work Right. And and see, I, I started the show a little late. I started watching, I guess, between uh, between weeks five and six. But mm-hmm. I still, you know, I had, I had DVR'd it because I'm like, yeah, OK, I'll, I'll watch it. I want to see, um, uh, you know, Hammond, Damon Pope, Augustus mm-hmm. Hill in, you know, in a zombie show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, And then you're um, like, where is he? <laughs> like, wait a minute. And then I kept watching. <laughs> I am. Um... I thought it was I thought it was cool for them to kill him off and I liked his character for the short period of time. It was he was on the show and and even his death is brought about by um the group's conflict with humanity mercy, mm-hmm. you know, cuz so that was kind of interesting. Cuz they couldn't was, give the baby mercy. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. 
Yes, the, they couldn't give the baby mercy. And what happened about that? The baby. Let him go. Or I will send you to walk oh. among the dead. Oh, that wasn't the right one. But that was close to the baby. <laughs> <laughs> yes. that, that was close to the baby. This is my favorite. This is my doc file. This is like one of the first doc one-liners. What about the, the baby thing? We can't leave it like that. Yeah, she's right, even if it is turned. It sounds so sad. It's not sad. It's a zombie. Amen, brother. Let's go. <laughs> it's a zombie. <laughs> so do zombies have emotional lives? Yes, and you know, later on, Doc says stuff like, We got to burn this joint, boys. Time to motor. Oh, well, Doc, come on, man. What is it? What'd you say? Zombie bear. <laughs> yep. Doc's words of wisdom here. I have them all on my soundboard, so we're all good. <laughs> cool. Uh, and Jordan had a question oh, about okay. the zombies also. Uh, do they only need living human flesh and not specifically human brains? If so, that's just one more way that the horrors of Cassandra's old cult are not worth surviving in. Also, yeah. how long how long can a zombie go without eating? What would happen if zombies wiped out mankind and everyone was a zombie? Would they die of starvation? I don't really think they've touched on this much for this Mm-mm. show. Um, I do they don't know. Go for brains, though. I've noticed that they don't go for the head. They go for the right. just, just whatever anything. they. Can. Well, yeah. the, the whole the whole human brains thing is uh, Russo, John Russo, John Russo, and uh, Return of the Living Dead. Yeah, that's the whole where the brains thing came from, and that's you know actually. Mm-hmm the first zombie movie that actually had any zombies actually speak. Right. Or do dances like, you know, Michael Jackson. Right. <laughs> Which was funny. <laughs> there was a lot of really interesting stuff in the Return of the Living Dead series. Actually, that was like one of my favorite shows. I, I remember watching Return of the Living Dead when it came out, and I loved it and had it on VHS and after a while and just watched the crap out of it. But... Yeah, they don't ever talk about brains really on this show. And the human flesh thing, no one, they, they do eat it, okay, because when they killed Hammond off, when the baby got Hammond, and then the other two walker, the other two mm-hmm. zombies were in there, they were numbing on them. Mm-hmm. They were having some Hammond bites. <laughs> and. But it looks like they only eat until they transform and then they stop, so. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really think that's been touched that much on there. So, but you know, Murphy was lucky that um, the zombies that bit him didn't like rip him apart. Right. But I think and that's because Hammond went back and saved him, though, didn't he? He had to have yeah, gone back did. to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and and by the way, I'll I'll play the soundbite for that whole entire thing of Hammond being uh, volunteered. In accordance with the emergency executive order section 7, you are hereby notified that you have been selected for exposure to an experimental substance. We got rights. We're still human, you know. Should the test fail, all efforts will be made to contact your next of kin, signed President Lindsay Barton. I thought the bitch was dead. Not when she signed this order. So, yeah, that's how you get picked. Yeah. I actually felt bad for Murphy in that scene. (laughs) I felt bad for the other two guys in that scene. Right. (laughs) Murphy's the lucky one. (laughs) Murphy was the lucky one. Uh, yeah, but Murphy's the third guy. He had to watch the other ones get injected, turn, and killed, you know, mm-hmm. and then he was... Yeah, because the one guy, I think the second guy, like, broke his own jaw. Yeah. And yeah. shaking. 
Yeah, that was... Then he got bit eight times, which can never go well. So, was that all we had for right now? I think so. Okay. So, we can can dive in and talk about it. I mean... So, yeah, we were just in the one section of how, you know, Murphy was volunteered... I, I kind of laughed at this one because this is when I was watching this. I was over at my friend's uh, Lance's house and we were having a game night and all that. And so we were all like sitting there watching this show and Tracy's next to me. And as Hammond's going up to the the roof with the doctor mm-hmm. and they show the Apache helicopter flying down at him, I go, you know that helicopter can only hold two people, right? And everybody told me <laughs> to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get another one of those tweets that says, you're not supposed to notice. <laughs> I get those all the time. <laughs> you know, I kind of feel bad, though, for, for Z Nation because it's clear that they've made do with a very, very small budget. But they've done a really great Good job. job. Yeah. But you're going to end up with those moments where you're going to have to uh, compromise on certain things. And then you're going to have people like us going, ha ha. Well, let me uh, let me go to this one point too, which I know people have brought up a lot. That well, not a lot, but it's been brought up. So we have Citizen Z up north, right? Hanging out, and for right. whatever reason, they're bugging out of there, which right. never really gets answered. The guy does say, "Leave the lights on because we might come back." Mm-hmm. So he gets stuck on the line with Hammond, misses his his uh, jet plane. And as the jet takes off, the C5 Galaxy takes off, it takes off at a high bank and it stalls and crashes. Mm-hmm. Now, my theory behind this one is for whatever reason, and this just goes from full military, somebody's selling stuff, for whatever reason, they have to bug out and they're on a really short track. It's snowing out there. The plane's out there. They haven't properly de-iced the airplane. Mm-hmm. But somebody's like, we need to go. We need to go now. You, you mm-hmm. need to go. And they totally ignore the pilot. And for whatever reason, the pilot caves and says, okay, let's go. And they take off. And he doesn't ha- He has too much ice or has more ice buildup on the wings or the engines. Something. And that's what ends up. He has a flame out or whatever. And that's why the plane crashes. Yeah. My brother, who actually worked on those planes when he was in the Air Force, was complaining about that. And I was like, uh-huh. get over it. Come on. <laughs> Just get over it. That, that was, and that I was had my... a different theory that had nothing to do with that at all. I was thinking, well, maybe a Z got on the plane. Yeah. You see, that was another theory. A Z got on the plane and there was panic on board or the infection had reached there. And I mean, and you're. You know, my evil writer brain could even go to another place where somebody actually sabotaged it because, you know, yeah. it's the end of the world and. You know, well, yeah. I, I thought that maybe they were leaving the post because it was no longer seen as a um, viable location and that maybe the, the military personnel is being rerouted to another facility that maybe needed more people. Like maybe, I don't know, maybe one day they'll find a walled city where the military is protecting civilians or something. Like maybe they were being moved to another location where they would they felt like they'd be more useful than just sitting at computers. Oh, I, I agree with that because they were always get, everywhere was getting overrun. So they needed right. manpower. They needed mm-hmm. personnel for something like a, a, a po- outpost. That's what I figured, you know. Right. So. right. And it was in the script. But you know, but yeah, and it was. <laughs> but you know, but also you had to take into account. Now, in in the the thing that you know, I got into a discussion with with somebody recently, another writer about another show. 
where um, a lot of times the viewers are left by this other show's writers to speculate constantly about why certain things happen. And actually the writers never come back, usually don't come back and actually explain. They just kind of leave you going, okay, I think they did it because of this. But I think sometimes as a writer, it's as, as, as somebody writes books, it's easier for me to like tell you why certain things happen than on a TV show. I think sometimes TV shows are kind of left leave you with vagueness because they can't find a way to kind of like interject it. You know, like they don't have it in the budget to show you that there's a zombie on board the plane or that they didn't de-ice it or, right. you know, or that it was sabotage. I mean, they don't have the money to do it. So they go, Oh, they're just going to have to. No, I can totally, I, I'm totally with you on that. And yeah. I can explain, I could give you a good story of why it happened. Yeah. It and may I not be right. Yeah. I could think of something too. And- <laughs> Yeah, we could we can do that on a lot of things. If you don't know what it is, I can I can tell you something. Mm-hmm. It'll sound plausible. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Possibly. Possibly. Well, you know, and then I had a a, a fan uh, of my my books who who won't watch Z Nation because he had a post when he was in the military similar to Citizen Z, and he hates it that Citizen Z doesn't use the lingo. Like, he doesn't talk like somebody who's actually in that position. And I'm like, but if they did that on the show, nobody would understand what the hell he was talking about, (laughs) you know, because the audience is not in the military and is not acquainted with the jargon. So it would sound fine to you. Citizens, he uses lingo. Delta X-ray Delta, this is Northern Light. Operation Lightmark, do you copy? Delta X-ray Delta. This lingo. His complaint then, was that he wasn't using the proper way oh. of communicating. But then also you could say, well, the the people who Citizen Z is talking to most of the time are not military. So he's adopted a more Warren? universal yeah. way of, a more casual way of communicating. Well, he's communicating. Sometimes he's not communicating directly to them either. I mean, it's not always on a satellite phone i mean sometimes he's trying to communicate to them to whoever can hear him yeah through the am and the fm so i agree with you on that and i tried to point that out but this is where we get you know every time like i write anything to do with the military and usually what i'm the military i deal with is a fantastical one set in the future but um i have a a colonel a retired colonel that i talk to and he gives me a lot of ideas and he'll go you need more slang right here baby you know (laughs) like you know (laughs) you know there's not enough right here because we we he says we abbreviate everything so i get that that sometimes people go oh well that's just it's kind of like a doctor watching a medical show but i i think the pass that we always have to give to TV is that it's a fantastical world that resembles ours, but it's not ours. It doesn't even matter if it's not science fiction, even if it's supposed to be like a doctor show. We just have to go, "Uh, well, you know, House is an alien creature from Vulcan. Well, everything's kind of like that anymore, though. Everything's always been like that on TV. And I can go to, uh, for referencing, because I was actually just talking about this earlier today, um, I was an F-14 mechanic in the Navy when I was in. If I watch Top Gun, there are so much things about that movie that I will say, oh, my God, that is so not real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and But you don't know because you're watching it for the film and you're not knowing, you know, you understand it as a civilian. You, oh, this is cool. As somebody who's worked on the planes, you're like, no, it's never going to happen that way. 
Right. Yeah, my husband was like talking about this just the other day, like about dog fights. Like dog fights in movies are never realistic because you don't usually you're not usually that close to your opponent. You're like way off in the distance when you're firing at each other. And um so I mean there's things that you have to take. Like the thing with Z Nation is I acknowledge the fact that they're on a lower budget, but I have a lot of respect for them because considering how low their budget is, they do a damn good job. Oh, I think it's a wonderful show. I, yeah, I, I don't love even it. I don't even mind <laughs> you don't have to explain everything to me. Mm-mm. Even with the season finale. You give me a halfway decent explanation and I'm totally good with it. I'm good. I'll roll with it. <laughs> I'm not yeah. even I'm I'm thoroughly in the camp that there's a uh, uh, interceptor missiles that are taking down the one that's going towards Citizen Z. I'm fine with that and I think maybe everybody might have got out in time. <laughs> I'm hoping I am. I I, I do want to say the one thing I did like about the pilot is they introduced us to a way of life that it's been three years and these people have taken on, I don't want to, it kind of like a religious overtone in a way. They don't like talk about God or anything specific, but they they give mercy to people. Like they have rituals. Sacrament. Yeah, they have rituals for the dying. Like the, they show the old elderly woman who's dying, and instead of allowing her to turn, um, they they shoot her. They give her mercy. Um, that was really I like that because I think you would start to form. Well, they show that that's a nationwide. Well, uh, more of a, and I don't know nationwide, but it's more. It's not just local to Warren and Gar- uh, Garnett, mm-hmm. because Hammond said that too. Mm-hmm. You know, I give you mercy, and mm-hmm. so he was nowhere near them. So it's just not like well, one little group planning that out. It, this has become more like yeah. a, a whole entire function for three years. And there mm-hmm. was a period of time, you know, after the the outbreak, where there was still global and national communication. So, mm-hmm. of course, yeah, some of those things are are widespread. Well, the government doesn't fall until three years into this apocalypse. So, uh, you know, they were probably watching. I mean, for areas of the country that still had power on and stuff like that, they were probably watching um, the news and, and, you know, stuff like that kind of spread. So giving people mercy was probably something the government had come up with to get people to um, kill family members that had or put down family members who were infected or or were or were dying it's kind of like you know um the plague you know in the dark ages where you would have to bring your you know the bodies out and and put them on the you know the plague doctors would arrive with their mask and take the dead and burn them there were certain things that you couldn't bury your dead you couldn't keep the rights of death anymore or you know vigils and stuff like that you had to remove the bodies from your home so they probably developed something like that so i thought it was really cool yeah. that mythos that had grown up among them and i also really like the fact that we instantly see garnett and 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 warren have a a, a past together and they're friends i i thought that connection was very well established right mm-hmm. away yeah mm-hmm. it, it it did go pretty well <laughs> With in future episodes, um, we did we do know we have a flashback in Day of the Doctor, mm-hmm. which would be really yes. interesting to see if we have one next season that maybe goes back because uh, that was you know three years prior to everything happening. If we could have some of these other flashbacks with you know it starting off in like one year after or whatever. Mm-hmm. That would be really cool to see too. I would love to see Garnett again. 
you know, like Warren and Garnett. It, it can totally happen. Days. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. I don't see why it couldn't happen. And, and I mean, because we did get to see Addie's first night, but we didn't get to see when Mac found her. So that would be kind of cool to see right. what happened when Mac found her. But the other thing I thought was really interesting, because like um, looking over comments from what people had said when the show originally aired on my own wall, um, people were presuming that Addie and Mac were brother and sister and Doc was their father. <laughs> 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 I thought that was kind of funny. You know, that whole Zawacker, uh, which they, they, they introduced the Zawacker, which I think becomes like the V weapon of the show. So um, I got but, that sound bite. You want me to play that one? Go yeah. for it. Yeah. I was thinking something more silent, like a club, and sharp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like how you think, silent but effective, huh? Okay, check this out. Oh. Made it myself, I call it the Z-Whacker. You start with an aluminum bat, then customize it for the task at hand. Wow. It's light. The spikes are hand cast from beer cans. They're long enough that they kill the brain, but you can still pull it out. Because nothing is worse than getting your pike stuck into a Z's skull. Because then you got to drag them down to the ground, you got to put your foot on their chest, and you got to yank the thing out, and by then you're dead. You know what I mean? Sure do hate that. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the introduction to Sketchy and Skeezy. And we didn't I know we'd them. ever see them again, and we did. No, not at all. And not only, and that even shows how you can how people move around in it. Because when they when we see them, they have the minivan. Right? Yeah. And then later on, we got a full fledged contest going on. And they're, you know, they're, they're, they're perfect for this apocalypse because they're always hustling. You right. know, they're always finding a way to make themselves useful to the surviving population. So I thought, and that was also where we got to see what Addie was capable of. That was really cool. That was a really great introduction because we didn't have, you know, it's three years in. She's used to killing and, you know, she's looking at the Zwacker and the zombie comes charging and she just beats the crap out of him. And that was mm-hmm. just, you know, that was pretty awesome because there's other shows that have had problems with the representation of women in the beginning seasons. And this was really great that they just like right off the bat, okay, the women kick ass in this show. Well, so, we also so. right off the bat got the mm-hmm. idea that Doc is not really a do- real doctor. No, no. By any short names <laughs> or whatever. His mess. <laughs> He's yeah. a chemist. He's a chemist. He cooks. <laughs> That's what the aspirin's for, to kill the headache from the meth. <laughs> <laughs> and the, you know, um, you know, we later on we have the Z NATO and the Zanami, but I guess we have a Z tide in this one. We do have, and the that Z-tide. was really one of the creepier scenes oh, in this yeah. episode. Was when uh, all the dead bodies are are floating down the river, and 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 you think, oh, they're dead, and then nope, they hit the shoreline, and they're like, it's time for dinner. See, this mm-hmm. is one of the ones that I had a question about on there because we do have the Z tide, hundreds of bodies in the water. Bad for drinking, by the way. Uh, make sure you filter that stuff. Yeah. But why are they? They're just they're not active at all. I think it, I, I'm wondering. I was wondering if they had come from a city where they were maybe falling into the water and were waterlogged, you know, and just and they're being hurt. and they're just being carried by the current. And they, since there's no human flesh nearby to kind of pull their attention they just went dormant that's kind of where i was at yeah that's kind of that was my theory and then when they sense the human flesh when there's human living humans and the first when dude um, walks up and zombies the zeds activate then all of them pop that's what i was thinking happened it was like Mm -hmm. a little z alarm 
Beep, beep, beep. Yeah. Human. <laughs> That's why the baby is bad to travel with. <laughs> yes. Yes. Not and there is there is um this there there is a scene with the where they see the bus and they're like, Oh my god, oh, they yeah. got the kids out, and then they see the the one zombie in the window and they freak out and they start chasing the bus. There are some people that <laughs> We're like, they were really dumb to chase a bus full of zombies. Well, I don't think that's what they were doing. I think their assumption was there were children on the bus. They were trying to escape and somebody had turned and was about to infect the rest of them. I don't think. And that's exactly what happened when the bus went by. Mm -hmm. They saw one of the kids looking out at them. Mm -hmm. And then like three windows back, there was the zombie guy. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's why they were like, oh, save the children. Yeah. And then people were like, oh, these people are really dumb. How they survive so long chasing a bus full of zombies? Well, I don't think it was a bus full of zombies when it yeah. richly passes them by. So, um, but I thought it was a really great scene, though, because it showed that this group was compassionate and weren't going to just go, oh, we're out of here. You know, they were actually going to go try and save those kids. And then it was, it was too late. So. And then they said, run. That was actually a really scary scene. Yeah. Yeah, because those kids are fast. Yeah, again, going back to zombie kids. Yeah. When they they got to the top of the hill and there are some more zombies, and then when the truck comes in, that was a great shot. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, we get the the truck. We see the truck for the first time. That finally died. Didn't they say the super... Somebody said from the show that that truck had problems anyway, and it finally died in real life. I believe it was Keith Allen who said it was finally died. (laughs) When we had him on here, yeah, I think he said it was just, yeah, it, they they couldn't keep it running and like all sorts of problems with it. So, yeah, I kind of missed that track. It was fun seeing mm-hmm. everything that happened with it. And the other thing I thought was really intriguing too is, um, I think I think a lot of times when we watch like zombie shows or zombie movies, we get this impression that there's hardly any people left. And one thing with Z Nation, it shows that no, pe- there's people left, but they live in pockets, yes. and and it's and it's always dangerous for them. And so I, I really love the scene where we get to see all the cars, the the stranded cars, and then the the rescue center and how they had reinforced the rescue center before it got overrun. Mm-hmm. And it did look like maybe possibly the baby's mom was the one who caused the zombies to get in. Did it, did it look like she maybe had ran the gate or something? I would say she either ran yeah. the gate or she was already infected when she was doing it or something. It just, you know, crashed through. Because I felt like her car was responsible for the gate going down and letting the disease in. That's the impression I got. I didn't know if anybody else had gotten that impression. Just, yeah. She's just a woman driver. That's all it is. <laughs> Oh gosh! Let me go get in my car and get the Z Whacker and drive to where you are, Brad. It's, it's cold up cold here. There. It's cold here. You don't want to come here. True. It's Texas like, weather's been schizophrenic. Isn't it like eighty degrees today or something? Yesterday, yesterday it, was. it was really warm, and today it got much cooler. It's like thirteen. So. Yeah. 30, you don't want to 30, be here. Yeah, no, I don't want to be where you are. No, not at all. It's in the sixties today. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Well, one of the. <laughs> I'm like I'm like geeking out over this episode because I really love this episode. By the yeah. way, I love the scene where Garnett goes all batshit crazy and all the zombies, and he's just whacking them left and right because he comes across as like you know that one scene with War where he just seems really tired of all the death, but when he has to, he can open up a can of whoop ass. And just the way he exactly. was just chopping through those zombies was just one of my favorite scenes in the 
hole. This episode yeah. also is where you could tell that they've been doing this for years on end. Mm-hmm. They're experienced. Because at the end of it, you know, well, at when not at the end, when they get to the the school, the camp where, the, you know, the Z-Baby is, they go out to clean up and everybody's got, like, knives out. Let's, mm-hmm. you know, do this. And except for the one guy that attacks Doc, who gets taken out by 10K. Mm-hmm. Which is a great introduction to 10K. And he doesn't actually say anything during the whole episode. Well, no, he does Until the very end, yeah. What did he say at the very end? I didn't do that. Well, uh, when, when they sure, asked. or something like that. Well, I thought I th- I said, I didn't. he said his name towards the end, 10K, and then, you know, what are you going to do when you reach 10,000? I didn't Jeff. think that, I didn't think was he that said that. One? I didn't think it was this episode. No, Doc says, "Hey kid, do you need a ride?" The whole episode. I think he just got in the truck. Yeah, Doc said, That's "Hey kid, do you need a ride?" And I think he just shrugged and got in the back of the truck. Yeah. It was like two okay. weeks ago when I watched it. Which so. was really kind of nice because <laughs> that's another thing about Z Nation is like they give you a chance. Like they don't assume everyone's a psychotic crazy person like they give yeah. people a chance to prove themselves and that was cool because they do it with cassandra and they do it with 10k right. and um and cassandra shows her coping skills in this like when she has her head down and everything, like she can go to her she can go to her happy place to ignore the zombies you know mm-hmm. but um I, I still think she's a really compelling and like even at the end of the season and everything that happens with her, I still think there's so much there to still discover about her. So awesome. I'm excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. So it it was interesting. This is where we also uh, find out about the Operation Bite Mark. True. And we start off on that. But Murphy really doesn't feel like doing Operation Bite Mark. <laughs> the cranky package. Yeah. Here, we'll see here. <laughs> No, none of this would have happened if you just left that damn baby. I didn't tell him to go get eaten by a baby. Never mind that now. We need a plan. My plan is I am taking this truck and I am forgetting about vaccines and labs and all of you. I wanted off this train from day one and now's my chance. Wait, wait, wait. You can't just go. What about California? What about the vaccine? What if it's real? What if there's a chance, and what if it's you? Addy, how do we know this isn't all just bullshit? How does anybody know anything anymore? Yep, and he doesn't want to go. Mm-hmm. So with all the, the anti-vaccine stuff now, <laughs> I think they'll change their minds in the, in the zombie apocalypse. That would be nice, because I'm really tired of the measles popping up in Illinois. That's oh, right. And they're being coughed, too. No, we've we've had a big measles outbreak up here. Like one of the, um, at one of the daycare centers, like four kids came oh, down gosh. with it, and all sorts of yeah, it's crazy. See, people don't realize that measles can be fatal to a certain percentage of those who get it. And the younger you are, the more dangerous it is for you. Well, the problem is too, you can be vaccinated and still be a carrier. Yeah. So. Yeah, herd herd immunity, yay! (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) save us all. Um, So I guess uh, the one thing I I did want, like, if I would love to hear what other people thought of the first episode because I really loved it. I I mean, yeah, we don't get a really in depth view of all the characters, but we get little snapshots of who they are. We get an idea, a glimpse of of the person. Um, It it sets it up nicely to continue. 
Yeah, the character I was most intrigued with was Roberta Warren by the end of the episode. So, and and I I really love where they took her character. I can't even say who I was most intrigued with on this episode. I liked them all. I thought I it was all too. very yeah. interesting. I I thought Tin K was really interesting because he didn't say anything. Mm-mm. <laughs> that was just like, <laughs> what is what? I okay, what are you doing, dude? <laughs> and it's kind of fun because later on in the season, you know, where he has that like like four sentences and they're like, that's right. the last, most we've ever heard you talk. So, I mean, it's kind of like. Right? This is the first <laughs> glance, though, that Mac does not want to stay with the group and wants to take Addie and go elsewhere. Yeah, you know, and I really didn't pick up on that the first time around, you know, watching it. But now I can see where they were laying all the little the little seeds. And I think it's in a couple other later. episodes that I kind of remember. But as we watch them, I think we'll remember more of it. Yeah, yeah. This first one, I've watched it like three or four times, and I I just love it. I just think it's so much fun. It's like a little mini yeah. movie, and it's got all the elements that you want for a, a zombie, you know, um, film, show. TV show. Yeah. yeah. It's got a zombie baby. Zombie baby. You know, that was awesome. Zombie baby. <laughs> well, we've chatted about this for about as long as the show would have been going on. Uh, so yeah we want to hear what y'all think about this last episode what what you thought about puppies and kittens and then we're going to do the second episode uh-huh. which, which i don't know what the name oh, of it is, is it I'll fracking zombies head. is it fracking zombies i think it is i think isn't the <laughs> it, yeah, yeah we'll be better prepared zombies. next time we're just, you know, we, we, we've been lazy. We haven't had to be doing this for a couple of months, so. Yes, <laughs> the, the next one is Fracking Zombies, so. Fracking Zombies, and, and, and um, that one had some great Murphy and Doc moments, so yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing those again. So mm-hmm. we will be doing another podcast in, what, two weeks? Is that what the plan was? I don't know. You just tell me what to do, and I show up. The plan is the plan. Exactly. The plan is the plan. <laughs> yeah, so we'll be doing another podcast in about two weeks or so. Um, Unless uh, Brad's, you know, eating his neighbors by then because he yeah, has the, you be. know, the Z virus. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so check a, check us out on the Facebook group. We'll, we'll post stuff up there on the Facebook group. But, yeah, let us know what you thought about the first episode. Let us know what you thought about Fracking Zombies. We'll watch it again and see what you think. Absolutely. And, and mm-hmm. you know, if you guys want, um, go on the Facebook page and maybe we can arrange for one day for everybody to watch it at the same time and we can make commentary. So, um, you know, we're always open to ideas of what you guys would like to do and how you'd like to participate with the podcast. And, and um, I mean, I, I just, the show's fun to watch with a group of mm-hmm. people anyway. Oh, I agree. Totally mm-hmm. so. Yeah. So that'll about do it. What y'all got anything for the outros? I think we, we gave all our info to start with, didn't we? I think we did. And uh, I guess my final thing is just to everyone is just thanks for the support for the podcast and thanks for your feedback and and just thanks for, you know, supporting another zombie show and giving it a chance. You know, that's pretty freaking awesome. Yes, very much. Thank you so much for coming out. So all I'm right. Looking forward to uh, the next one. Who's oh. giving mercy? Susan. Give Brad mercy. Give Brad mercy. <laughs> Brad, I give you and your voice mercy. <laughs> Dear listeners. <laughs> Dear listeners, we give you mercy. I know you're out there. I can see you. Running, hiding, killing, surviving. I've seen it all. Season tickets at the Zompocalypse. 
And I gotta tell you people, we've been getting our asses kicked. Well, today is the day that all that changes. That's right, I'm not just watching anymore. It's time to kick some zombie ass. This is Citizen Z broadcasting live via broadband, low band, VHF, UHF, Skynet. If you can get a signal, then you can find me, thanks to our friends at the NSA. Now, all I need is somebody, anybody, everybody to get back to me, because that's how it starts. If you're still alive, you're probably some kind of, some kind of genetically predisposed badass. And all we gotta do is get organized, and the zombies don't stand a chance. Here's a little something for all you out there with 3,000 miles of bad road between you and home. I hope you can hear it.